0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Good afternoon, and thank you for coming to our our Good Friday service. I, um, I love what Shannon Manning said yesterday, that there's no such thing as a virtual church. This is the church. We've just gathered in a different place. So let me tell you the story about this young, freshly ordained priest whose name is unimportant. He got a call from a young couple, and the young couple had just gotten news that uh, one of them had cancer, and they were devastated. Their world was upended. They were they were young and healthy. They had young children. Um, they were wholesome and holy people, and they did not see this coming, uh, and their world was, was devastated, and, the, and so the young priest asked the question that, that is, is often suggested to ask in chaplaincy programs, where is God in this? So he asked the young couple, in <coughs> that initial shock and grief, where is God in this? And they said, we don't know. We were hoping you would tell us. Where is God in this? Whenever uh, sin or sickness or suffering or, or God forbid, death invades our life, violates our, our, our sense of timing or predictability, when our illusion of control is shattered, we naturally ask, where is God in this? Or why is God doing this? Or why is God allowing this? We want to know, where is God in all of this? I wonder if many of us in these past several weeks in the midst of this pandemic have been asking those questions ourselves lately. And especially on this Good Friday, where is God in this? Why did God allow this? Maybe, maybe though, there's another question that we can ask. A more helpful way to reframe our perspective. Instead of asking why, can we ask what? Instead of asking where is God in this, what if we were to ask what is God doing in this? That's a good question to ask on Good Friday, too, because... If you are like me, you you may live in, in, in dread of a small child asking you that question that we all sort of wonder at one point or another, why do we call this Good Friday? What's so good about Good Friday? Which is, in a sense, asking why? Why did Jesus have to die? Why did Jesus have to die the death that he had to die? Especially why death? on a cross. Maybe it's better on this Good Friday not to ask why, but to ask what. What is God up to in this particular and peculiar way to save the world? There are many ways to answer and Theologians have answered in many ways that question of what God is up to in saving the world. Through Jesus' suffering and death. But for me, this particular Good Friday, in this particular world that we are living in right now, what I'm getting is that God is demonstrating a solidarity with suffering that is redemptive and transformative. That does indeed, is indeed saving the world. Solidarity and suffering. Two different kinds of solidarity going on one is god's solidarity with us in jesus's suffering and death jesus is connecting the human experience of suffering and death with the divine the divine power is connected is connected with and two, through Jesus, this reality of human experience of, of pain and suffering. In this solidarity, the human and the divine, Jesus' natures of humanity and divinity connect. We heard that in that reading from Hebrews. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one. Who in every respect has been tested as we are. In Jesus' life and death, we know that God understands what our suffering is like. We know that God knows the suffering, the injustices, the cruelties, the pain, and and the grief. And so when when we experience those in our lives... We know that God stands with us. On this Good Friday, Jesus isn't just hanging between heaven and earth. Jesus is connecting heaven and earth, earth to heaven. The pain of our human existence, the suffering that exists in life, is brought into the life of God. And the life of God is brought into our pain and suffering. God suffers with us. God stands with us. Solidarity with God in our suffering. There's also solidarity with one another in this suffering too. Because under the cross of Christ, we all stand gathered together. We all look around and see this human experience that we all share. I remember my, my first and most powerful understanding of how suffering can bring a solidarity with one another came on when I was hiking the Camino. It was one particular day, probably towards the end of the day, it's when I was most fatigued and we were on this rocky slope and it wasn't exactly a mountain, but it was rocky enough and steep enough uh, that it was it was um, difficult, not dangerous, but difficult to, to climb and you sort of, you know, I would take, two steps up and then slide a half step back. It was hard to get a footing. It was hard to make progress. And I was tired and it was hot. And in the midst of my suffering, I noticed that there were people ahead of me and behind me also suffering. And I thought about the people in the past who had hiked the Camino de Santiago and how many of them had shared in that suffering. Then I also thought about the people who would share in that suffering, too. And it linked me to this idea that people everywhere are suffering. There is solidarity in our suffering. Somehow, knowing that made, made it just a little more bearable. In this pandemic, there is suffering for all of us. For those of us who have been sick, for those of us touched by the grief of those who have been sick, for all of us who just watch the news, for those of us who have lost our jobs or our incomes or know someone who has or who just live in this uncertainty, for those of us who are separated, who are living alone, there's enough suffering to go around. And it's a suffering, I hope that brings us all together become aware of the suffering of one another. We are also aware that though we are all suffering in one way or another, we're not all suffering equally. Some are suffering disproportionately. The truth is the poor always do, no matter what the disaster is. I heard earlier this week that here in Louisiana, 70% of the people who have died from the coronavirus are African-Americans, even though they only make up a third, 33% of the population, and yet 70% of the deaths. Not all suffering is equal, though we all suffer. I hope that in our suffering we can be united with one another, including being able to see where those Inequities exist in the suffering. Last night, in that wonderful sermon from Canon Manning, she reminded us that sometimes God's best work is done in the dark. This Good Friday, in the midst of this sickness and separation, in the midst of the suffering and the death, May we survey the wondrous cross and see and know that God is up to something. Our sharing in our suffering. Our sharing in the suffering. We know that our suffering is connected with God's mercy. May we remember anew that God in Christ is connecting us with one another. The entirety of the human family. In this shared experience. For God so loved the world. All of it. We're all sharing in this. And most of all, when we survey the wondrous cross, may we see that God is holding it all. Holding us all. All of the pain of this world. And redeeming it all. In just a minute, we will see the photos that we've submitted, the crosses of our collective lives. They come from our homes. They also come from our experiences. And I hope when we survey these crosses that we will be reminded that God has connected us to him and to one another. This is the power of the cross, the power to replace the question, where is God, with the realization of what God is doing, what God has done, what God always does, redeeming the world by the power of sacrificial love, love so amazing, so divine demands our souls, our lives, our all.